Love Talk Radio. Friends were the foreign students, the uh, structural feminists, uh, the Marxists, and, and that's pretty much the group of people I, I saw at that, that, that pre-graduation party. Who cares about what a poor black man has to face every day in a country and a culture controlled by rich white people? My name is Barack Obama. Jesus was a poor black man who lived in a country and who lived in a culture that was controlled by rich white people. Shandu was throwing the money around. Obama was dressed in the nicest, slickest clothes. I, when I first met Obama and Shandu, I swear to you, I thought they were both gay and I thought they were both wealthy. Barack knows what it means to be a black man living in a country and a culture that is controlled by rich white people. Do you get a kick out of people describing Barack Obama as elitist? Is that you are a leader? Tell me who you walk with and I will tell you who you are. What's interesting to me in retrospect is I don't I don't listen to more than a handful of African American kids at that house. That was another myth of the Obama presidency is, is the young Obama I knew didn't have particularly deep roots in the African American community. We believe probable cause exists indicating that forgery and fraud may have been committed. We're not going to be able to solve our problems if we get distracted by sideshows and carnival markers. Speaking of sideshows, distractions, and carnival markers, settle in. The Situation Report with Doc Jones starts right now. Now, one side in this campaign is going telling us going the issue higher and higher. Of the maintenance of peace and prosperity. The line has been used. We've never had it so good. I won't have to worry about putting gas in my car. I won't have to worry about paying my mortgage. You know, if I, if I help him, he's going to help me. But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. The, the key point I'm making right now is that... The economy is moving in a positive direction. And yet our government continues to spend $17 million a day more than the government takes in. You're telling me we got to go spend money to keep from going bankrupt? Yes, yes, I'm telling you. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months. And now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We're going to raise the debt limit. Uh, we always have. Uh, we will do it again. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. I have been informed by the, that the majority plans to block consideration of uh, this amendment, which is number 1367, regarding the transparency at the Federal Reserve. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. It said that China has now surpassed Japan as the U.S. government's largest creditor, owning at least 10% of all U.S. debt, perhaps as much as $700 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value. President Obama is expected to face tough questions over the U.S. decision to pump $600 billion freshly printed dollars into its economy. A remove is an attempt to revive the country's finances, but will result in the devaluation of the dollar. 
We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. We've got to give them a stake in creating the kind of uh, uh, world order that I think all of us would like to see. And it's been said if we lose that war, and in so doing, lose this way of freedom of ours. We'll construct a legal regime to make indefinite detention legal. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. But I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. For some trips, it will be faster than flying. Without the pat down. Anna was, was picked to go through. Pretty much everybody except the baby was, was picked to go through uh, the, the scanner. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. I am America! Defend the Bible! Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. I've got a core set of values that uh, I think have to be advanced um, and, and that I, my individual salvation depends on uh, our collective salvation. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or a right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. We had an election, and it was about a direction for our country. And regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course. In this vote harvesting time, they use terms like the Great Society. Or, as we were told a few days ago by the President, we must accept a greater government activity in the affairs of the people. Well, the trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. It, over the course of ten years, it'll cost what it'll cost us. It, it, <laughs> all right. Okay. We're going to. It, it would cost us about the same as it would cost. Uh, do you ever think it would get to this point that we'd be saying, can you imagine? And I'm just asking you, even if you're on the left out there, can you just take a breath and go, boy, it's right, how weird, how little heat this guy's catching for this kind of... It, dare I say it's become metronomic.
Another fun-filled uh, hour of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Oh, man. Today's date, June 18th already, um, 2012. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Wow. 
so much news over the weekend, and we're going to get to a little bit of it here tonight. But first, I'd like to render an apology to my good friend Southern Sense. She had indicated uh, in the chat room uh, on Thursday that she had a, uh, a couple of really big cats uh, that were vying for position on the couch at her home. Apparently, she has a really fine Barco lounger, a uh, big easy chair. Like, uh, and the cats were attempting to get in, uh, get uh, up on her lap while she was listening to the show. And she said that the cats were really big, really fat cats. And so I made the remark that Southern Sense had some couple of you know, really big, you know. I use the P word, pussy cat, uh, and it, I'm not sure if that went over too well. It wasn't quite politically correct, but it didn't come out right, and I like to apologize for that uh, in case uh, you know there anybody who might have been offended. I know, I'm sure Southern wasn't, wasn't all that offended by it, but I know Cyber Cité, who comes into the room every once in a while, seems to take these things just a little bit too seriously. Yeah, she's wound up a little tight. So she had some uh, some some remarks about it. So I thought perhaps, um, well, no, not perhaps, but an apology was in order for that. Uh, and an apology has been rendered. Even though I am quite sure that um, Southern took it in the spirit in which I had said it. So, without further ado, let's move on. Let's get this uh, show going. Wow, 2020 is in the house. Cougars here. Alexander Solo. Uh, we got a we got a pretty good uh, group of folks here. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, well, thank, I'm really glad. Uh, I'm uh, Cougar, um, Cool Mike, who hosts co-host the show with uh, with uh, with uh, Southern Sense Annie, uh, the rainy radio chick on uh, 2 p.m. Um, uh, during the weekdays. Just uh, sent me a message saying that, uh, basically stating that uh, you know Southern wasn't all that offended by it, but uh, you know, and I'm glad. I'm glad that's the case. Because I was really concerned about it, honestly, uh, uh, and uh, you know, it's just one of those things that come out, and you just you just wonder what the hell were you thinking, you know? And we, I believe that all of us have had um, have suffered a moment where we've said something that we wished we we could take back. That we said, and you think to yourself, why the hell did you say that? What was that all about? You know. But I think the important thing is recognizing when you um, when you say something or words come out of your mouth and they just don't come out right, and you just wonder, you know, what the hell is going on? And uh, so I was concerned about it, but I'm glad that um, you know that that, that everything's all right. Um, before uh, there's an article, an article in the Washington Times. Over the weekend, Obama's uh, Obama's a domestic enemy of the United States. That's the article that came out in the Washington Times over the course of the uh, of the weekend. And wow, it really kind of says it all. But let me go ahead and uh, and let uh, Charles Krautheimer, one of my personal favorites, uh, speak to this issue, and then we'll get into the uh, the article 
by Joseph Curl in the uh, in the Washington Times. Bear with me here. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with your host. Great Courses is really a unique Dr. product. C. Robert we Jones. take the best professors from around the country, and we craft educational courses into a one-of-a-kind experience. The training from a large corporation like GE that have faced the exact problems that you have faced, it's priceless. And our courses sell on average for 10 years, so we're looking at a benefit for you know over $10 million. When you're a company our size, to get the benefit of a multinational corporation was just amazing. Charles, before we get to the politics, and we will, I, I want to ask you what Steve was talking about. Are you are you troubled by the process of this? The, the president did propose or did get involved with the Dream Act, which was defeated by Congress in 2010. A lot of people are calling this an executive end run around Congress to accomplish the same thing. Which is exactly what it is. Beyond the pandering, beyond the politics, beyond the process, is simple constitutional decency. This is out-and-out out lawlessness. We had a, you had a clip of the president himself saying months ago, I cannot do this on my own because there are laws on the books. Well, I have news for the president. The laws remain on the books. They haven't changed. He proposed the DREAM Act, of which this executive order is a, is a, a variation. He proposed the DREAM Act. The Congress said no. The, the, the Congress is the one who makes the laws. What it, the administration does is it administers the law, and in fact, what it's pretending to do is to use discretion. That's what the Homeland Security uh, Secretary said. This is not discretion. Discretion is when you treat an individual on a one-by-one -one basis on the grounds of extenuating circumstances. And this is a declaration of a whole new set of criteria, which is essentially resurrecting the legislation that the Congress has said no to. And I think this is it's not how you run a constitutional republic. Uh, this ought to be in the hands of Congress, and it is an end run. And what's ironic, of course, is that for eight years, the Democrats had been screaming about the imperial presidency of the Bush administration, the nonsense about the unitary executive. This is out-and-out out lawlessness. This is not how you govern. And I think that's the first issue that should be on the table. All right, Charles, put it out there for us. Here we go. The President of the United States of America it does exactly what Charles said. He doesn't make law. He doesn't – well, he, he shouldn't um, be frivolous with, uh, with signing statements and executive orders. Why did he do this? Let me be, let me be clear with you right now. I agree. I agree with the idea that those who are here, who have contributed to the American experience, the American dream, who studied, worked hard, stayed out of trouble, uh, served in our nation's military. I have served with quite a few. I'll go ahead and say it. Mexican-Americans. Mexicans. Sorry, Mexicans who have served in the United States military. One does not – it is not required that one be the United States citizen to serve in our military. I know it sounds it sounds crazy, but it's not it, it's not required. Um, and they've 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 done well. They've be, they, and they've served admirably. And I believe that those that type of um, the way that they conduct themselves should uh, be rewarded with American citizenship, or at least uh, work visas, work permits, that kind of thing. However, 
the way the president has done this, one has to ask, well, what happens he can if he can do this for this sort of thing, go around Congress and decide for himself what laws he's going to enforce and what laws he won't enforce. Well, what happens when uh, elections roll around, say, uh, November, and he decides to suspend uh, congressional elections for whatever reason, uh, an executive order perhaps? Of course, it wouldn't stand up to scrutiny with uh, constitutionally, but by then, the damage would have been done. Uh, the courts would rule, and it would have to all sorts of things would have to happen in order for uh, his executive order to be overturned. What would occur if the President of the United States suspended all elections and decided that, uh, well, the, pres- the the country is in such dire circumstances that, you know, the ch- a changing of the guard wouldn't be appropriate at this time? You know, we need to keep continuity with the government. You know, almost kind of like uh, uh, what what occurred with uh, Bloomberg and. Um, and uh and and uh you know during during 911 where the um the mayor of New York stayed on for just a couple more months to uh because he knew the inner workings of the government at that time the 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 city government and uh he did and 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 so the changing of the guard was forced all for a short time what would happen if the president of the united states decided that he simply didn't want to enforce certain laws, and he directed his administration not to enforce the laws, which is what he's done on numerous occasions. This is dangerous for a lot of reasons, folks. And I hope that finally the Republicans show some backbone and challenge what the president is doing in court. Before he entered, before he, before he entered on the execution of his office, he shall take the following oath of affirmation. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of the presidency of the United the President of the United States and will to the best of my ability preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's it. That's it. Unless you know two hundred and twenty four years from now Whoever happens to be president simply decides he really doesn't want to do that. What's a recourse if he doesn't really want to protect, defend, preserve the Constitution of the United States? What recourse do we have? Because it appears to me that the Republicans are treading very lightly with this president. The Republicans seem to have very little interest in fighting the president on signing statements and executive orders of this type. They're leaving it to the average American citizen to challenge the president's uh, uh, executive orders. They're leaving it to they're leaving it to ordinary citizens like you and me to do that. Basically. Congress makes laws. The president enforces laws. In this case, the president decides is deciding which laws he will enforce and which laws he will ignore simply because he doesn't like them. Now, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 8 of 
Barack Obama's U.S. Constitution. The founders set the course in a simple, concise, 35-word affirmation. The president's top job is to preserve, defend, protect, and defend the Constitution. The chief executive does, of course, have other responsibilities, but his guardianship of the document they had just written was deemed by the founders to be of such great import that they made him swear. They made him swear aloud in front of witnesses. Now, in 1884, Congress, having no set oath of office, wrote its own. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and that I will bear tr uh, true faith and allegiance to the same. It's the same Constitution, it's the same oath that we take in the United States military. Little did they know, though, that 128 years later, America would face just that domestic threat to the U.S. Constitution, and it's the president of the United States, our president. From the very beginning, the president and his administration made clear that they had no intention of enforcing the laws they didn't like. Mr. Obama and his minions decided that they would simply stop enforcing the Defense of Marriage Act, no longer prosecute um, growers of medical marijuana, and let some states walk away from provisions in the No Child Left Behind Act, or law, which, by the way, was co-authored by Senator Edward, uh, Edward Kennedy, and passed in the Senate by a vote of 91 to 8. Now, Mr. Obama's Justice Department has even more fragrantly flouted the laws of the land. Out of the blue, Attorney General Eric Holder, Jr., the nation's chief law enforcement officer, reiterated America's gambling laws, or reinterpreted, rather, America's gambling laws, and dumped the decision on Christmas Eve so that to avoid scrutiny... More recently, Mr. Holder has decided to thwart congressional oversight by refusing to release documents on the disastrous Fast and Furious gun-running scheme. Where is this all going? Where is it all going? Apparently, we have an administration running this country right now that's border – it's Nixonian in proportion – now, I personally am a big fan of Richard Nixon, but we have a president right now who is operating under the assumption that he is a king, that he is a ruler of this country, and we can't, simply cannot let this stand. Apparently, uh, there's talk that Obama is attempting to shore up his base. And that he is making these moves in a very cynical way because he believes and his administration strongly believes that he's in trouble right now. Well, we'll see. Now, 
Now, now comes Mr. Obama's decision to stop enforcing America's immigration laws, the ones that he doesn't like. The new policy states that illegal immigrants who were younger than 16, when they entered the country, are eligible for a two-year exemption from deportation. How do we know how old they were when they entered the country? And the deferred action process is what it's called, as Homeland Security Secretary uh, Janet Napolitano called it anyway, will apply to legals up to the age of 30. I think when they legally get their driver's licenses, they will also be handed a voter registration card, perhaps. Some see this as desperation on the Obama's uh, on the on Obama's part. I don't know. It certainly sounds like it to me. But in the meantime, we're going to shake, take a short break. We're going to come right back. We'll talk about it some more. Remember the call-in number is three four seven eight eight four eighty five hundred. Hey, we'll be right back. All right. Why are gas prices going higher and higher? Ask George Bush's best friend. Big oil. Big oil oil kept U.S. oil reserves in Anwar off limits by paying off the caribou lobby. Big oil. And who conspired to keep new refineries from being built in the U.S.? Big oil. Big oil. And why is Ted Kennedy opposing windmills in Nantucket Sound? Big oil. And who, in 1979, along with the Cardigan Sweater Cartel, made sure that Iran would always be run by unstable lunatics? Big Oil. Jimmy Carter. Big Oil did all this to make unbelievable profits of nine cents per gallon. So get angry at George Bush and Big Oil and ignore anything the Democrats have ever done to get us in this mess. Paid for by George Soros and other futures trading friends of Hillary Rodham Clinton.
to slip under the fence. It don't make any sense when there's no documentation. That's too far. And somehow or some way we're gonna find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Trying to hide from immigration. Sneaking in America. Across the land. Across the nation. Sneaking in America. Got to have some legislation. Y'all do better than that. How about all 12 million of you join me? Sneak in America. Hello. Wait a minute. You may not be looking for illegals, but you will find them anyway. Uh, Under one of those old familiar names, like New Orleans. New Orleans. Detroit City. Done good. All right, and we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. The new policy, legislation, signing statements, executive orders. He, Mr. Obama, uses the excuse that. Congress is do nothing, but they fail to act. So he's going to go ahead and act because they won't. So basically he's saying that if Congress doesn't agree with me and doesn't do what I want to get done for the American people, then we'll simply declare Congress null and void. I will install myself as a dictator. I will... Act on my own in order to get things done for the American people. I will decide what's right and what's wrong. I will decide which laws are appropriate. I will decide. I will decide. I will use every means in my power as President of the United States to get things done for the American people. I am in charge. Elections have consequences. You are damn right, Mr. Obama. Elections do have consequences. And you are a consequence of an election. And not a very good one. The President of the United States, in my opinion, has gone too far this time. And he has got to go. The American people will have to see... They must now – they're forced to see that this guy is playing games with this country in order to get reelected. The pandering to the gay community by saying that he believes that gay people should be allowed to get married. 
frankly, I don't give a damn one way or the other. The only people who are going to benefit from gays getting married are the attorneys when their asses get divorced. Because there is a stereotype that most gay folks simply are not monogamous. So they're going to be sneaking around in seedy motel rooms, humping each other, and getting divorced. And the only people who are really going to benefit are my attorney, divorce attorney friends. And they're licking their chops at the thought of their state allowing gay marriage. Because the money is going to start rolling into their coffers, and that's all they really care about, and I can't blame them one bit. But here's the deal. The president of the United States, it's easy to see through. He's pandering to certain groups, certain ethnic groups and people of a certain persuasion in order to shore up his base. But is it going to work? Will it work? Will he be able to shore up the base? Because right now, apparently they're not all that excited about him this time around. The magic is worn off. The emperor's buck naked. He's that little dude behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz. And the American people are beginning to see that this guy is no messiah. He's no Abe Lincoln. He's certainly no FDR. He's just, well, Barack Hussein Obama, which turns out to be quite human and and increasingly inept. He is desperate. The increasingly desperate Mr. Obama. Once a constitutional professor, bullshit, he was a, a student teacher at best. And he, But he should still know full well that he's circumventing Congress. What kind of balls does it take to go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to do this with you or without you? Whoever thought... How many of you thought that we would ever have the first African-American president who's not Colin Powell? But how many of you thought then that we have the first so-called African-American president and he turns out to be somewhat of a dictator, a ruler, an imperial president who says, I'm going to do what I want. I'm the president at least for the next five months, and I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to play golf. I'm going to host dozens and dozens of fundraisers. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to go on vacation every other month. I'm going to do whatever I want. And if I don't like certain laws, I'm simply not going to follow them. What happened? What happened to this country, folks? We allow such things. We don't care. Truly. We're in a world of hurt. The President of the United States of America has decided that he is not going to follow certain laws. Do you think it's any consequence that he threw that trial balloon out there all those months ago? I wish I could do this on my own, but we got laws. We got a constitution. I'd love to go ahead and do this. I just can't do it on my own. 
We got a con we got a constitution, we got three equal co equal branches of government. Basically he just said, Screw that. I'm gonna do whatever I want. Why haven't we booted his ass out of office by now? Why hasn't somebody started impeachment proceedings for this clown? Obviously he, he doesn't have the tools. Dude has got to go. He has betrayed this country big time. He simply got to go. Now, I'm going to say this one more time. I agree that the pres I agree with the whole premise that people who have been here for a while, you know, since they're her babies, they shouldn't be forced to get out. Especially if they've been model citizens. And even more so if they've served in the United States military with distinction, meaning they received a, a, you know, honorable discharges or they're still serving. I don't believe they should be booted out of the country. So, frankly, let's be let's be let's be fair here. You know, they came over illegal, but they served with distinction. They've been great citizens. You know, give them a chance. At least let them take the damn test and go through the process. You know, catch them, let them go through the process. If they're all good, let them stay. I dig it. But I don't think the President of the United States should be making these decisions, be making these calls, because if he can make this decision and it sticks, then he can do anything. He doesn't need Congress. Why, why do we even have a damn Constitution if we have a President who simply ignores it? Well, we have a call on the line. We're going to take our caller. Call here on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Doc, once again, you're opposing the issues as they should be. You're framing them the way they should be. Sarge. Hey. Hey, yeah. You are doing it, man. I mean, you're framing the issues the way it should be. You're putting the issues in the light it should be placed in. We Are we a nation of laws or are we a nation of charismatic men and the charisma that this guy is rapidly wearing off. Now, Doc, look, if this guy wants to uh, make executive orders with respect to the uh, allocation of prosecutorial resources by saying, okay, uh, you will, we will individually consider these case-by-case uh, -case basis and allocate our resources as to where they go best, fine. But to make a blanket decision not to prosecute a whole class of people is to create new law. To make a decision in which he's going to issue work permits to uh, uh, undocumented illegals that he say meet certain criteria is to create new law. This is tyranny. He can't do that. Now, if he wants to make the law, uh, you know, not, not to go after um, – well, I certainly wouldn't go after an illegal alien who has served honorably in the United States Armed Forces or is serving honorably in the United States Armed Forces. Absolutely not. But I would never, never say cease all prosecution against such people absent legislative decision. If that is so, then fine. But you know what? That's not the case. This guy is taking a unilateral decision to make up new law. And the reason they're not going after it, I suspect, is because this Republican, Mitt Romney, is seriously considering putting in a uh, non-natural-born citizen as his vice presidential candidate. I think both uh, of the parties, to some extent, are trying to implement an internationalist, globalist, globalist agenda 
that is contrary to our Constitution and our constitutional understanding. Well, Sarge, who is the other non-national natural-born citizen? Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio. And you believe that Marco Rubio is on the short list for VP slot? Oh, I know he's on the short list. I suspect he's at the top of the list. And All I'm right. telling you now, I, I hadn't considered that before. I hadn't considered the fact that uh, uh, he was considering uh, nominating Marco Rubio's vice president. I thought maybe he was just one of many. I look increasingly as though that's going to be a choice. If that's the case, then Romney has no interest in getting to the bottom of uh, Barack Obama's usurpation. I will not support him for president. Well, so is it is it true that Marco just aside as an aside here as a sidebar, is it true that Marco Rubio is not a natural born citizen? Marco Rubio, according to the Minor versus Habitat decision of eighteen seventy five. Uh, the the uh, Supreme Court ruled that a natural born citizen is born to two citizen parents. Now, they said born to two citizen parents. Now, I'm willing to entertain an argument in the courts that that would mean citizen parents who at some point became citizens, although that would seem to be kind of an end run about around the meaning of the court. But I'm at least willing to entertain it. But it should go to court first. Yeah, I I, I I I agree with that. I I you know I didn't I wasn't uh, aware of um, Marco Rubio's um, status as an American citizen. I simply took for granted that he uh, that 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 he is. But uh, and by virtue of being born in the country, and by virtue of the court ruling that says a person born in the country is a citizen. Via the Fourteenth Amendment, as was uh, yeah. decided in the Wong Kim Ark decision of 1868, the court said that a, a citizen is born on the soil of the United States. That was a case involving two Chinese parents. The, the guy was born on the soil, and the court said he was a citizen. Uh, a subsequent court ruling said that such citizens were eligible in all respects to be citizens, save eligibility to the presidency of the United States. So, you know, it's pretty clear what kind of citizen. Marco Rubio, his citizens, his parents were legal resident aliens by virtue of the fact they were Cuban and they got to the, to the soil of the United States. All Congress had passed laws saying that all Cuban refugees of that nature were legal resident aliens. So he was born a legal resident alien in the United States. He is a citizen. He is not a natural born citizen, as Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5 of the Constitution requires. Okay, so but 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 wouldn't would, do you agree that those the here's the thing I agree I agree with the president that uh, such people as he's laid out shouldn't be deported outright that if they have served America with distinction if they've be been model citizens and 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 they've established roots here that they shouldn't be forcibly removed from the country. I agree with that. What I don't agree with is the way in which he has done this by circumventing Congress because I believe that if he continues to do this, which he has done on on what? Several occasions circumventing Congress, if he continues to do this, he can do it with anything. He can do it under any circumstance. He can do it. He can he can decide that uh, he doesn't want to um, hold elections. 
He he can suspend the a writ of habeas corpus. He can do almost anything. He all he, he right now he's dipping his toes in the water, and he's not being challenged with any uh, uh, with any vigor. No one's really challenging what he's doing. They're giving a lot of lip service to it. But no one's really taking him to court. There's nobody yelling from the rooftops saying this guy is wrong and that he is behaving. He, he's betraying his country. He's betraying his oath. He's betraying the Constitution of the United States. How many folks besides us are, are outraged by this? Me, well, I, me, it's me, you, and Charles Krautheimer and, and, and G. Ski. Well, actually, Steve King of Iowa, representative of Iowa, is saying he's going to take him to court and sue him. Yeah, Steve King, and I and I have a clip here that I was going to play, but it's, it's rather lengthy. Yeah, Steve King, exactly. Yeah. Steve King is going to do it, and and there's an article in uh, in uh, WND uh, uh, that uh, you know that uh, published by uh, Jerome Corsi and uh, Drew Zane that. Um, a rather lengthy article and interview, uh, but uh, who else? I mean, shouldn't uh, the majority of Americans be outraged by this? If a president can do this, he can do it with anything. Well, if you don't have to have proper papers to live in the White House, why should we continue to require them to live in San Diego? Uh, look, I, I would just say this: that if, if he's going, if he's going to do this kind of thing, uh, you know. You, you, on his own, unilaterally, he's going to accept this sort of a change in the law, then uh, he has become a consolidated branch of government. He's consolidated power onto the executive branch and onto the legislature. It was exactly what the founders didn't want. But why, why should he be in peril of this very thing with immigration when his very existence is an affront to the Constitution by all the objective evidence that's out there? I mean, he's just going, they've already given him a green light to violate the Constitution without even an inquiry into the matter. So why shouldn't he think he has immunity for such things? It's perfectly logical. I well, mean, the, permits is indisputably a violation of the legislation. You could argue about him not prosecuting as a matter of prosecutorial discretion of scarce resources, although... You cannot argue for a blanket grant of immunity to all these no. people. And I would say, and I would say that uh, uh, you know, if Congress does not, and I, the only exception I really would offer is members who are served honorably in the armed forces. In fact, I would say people who are like valedictorians are ones who are going to take away jobs from Americans first. So if I yeah. was going to make the argument, I'd say, oh, these guys got to go first, or at least along with the others. Well, we become aware of them, and we understand their illegal status, and they come out of the closet. Look at me; I'm a valedictorian. I'm an illegal. See, you can't do anything to me. You shouldn't. They should be the first to go. I think you know what I think. You know, and and I'm inclined to agree with you, uh, Sarge. What what a lot of folks, especially those in Texas and Arizona, those border states. They are concerned that there's going to be a flood of illegals who meet the criteria, the age, the age criteria. There's going to be a flood of those guys flowing across the border 
into this country that's going to put a tremendous drain on the very limited resources uh, available. Um, I think that this is going to backfire on the president. He's going to lose uh, a tremendous amount of independent voters, uh, those uh, those white uh, liberals, uh, those folks, especially folks who live in Texas and Arizona and 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 uh, and, and, and places in that area. He's going to lose a lot of votes, more votes than he uh, thought he that that he thinks he's going to gain by making this move, and it's just going to put another nail in his uh, in his coffin. In, in his uh, in his uh, electoral coffin, Doc. If you think this is only going to involve eight hundred thousand folks, like they say, I got a bridge in Brooklyn. I like to say we're talking two, three million easy, and that's just Los Angeles County. That well, eight hundred ten number is BS and makes for an acceptably, uh, acceptably deceptive soundbite for the yeah. ballot talking head spew. But but since uh, uh, under a million souls sounds like small potatoes compared to a national population of 310 million, once you start processing these, quote, children, unquote, the number will be unexpectedly revised upwards. We may be talking upwards of 10 million or more when all is said and done. After all, when you're going to have to include their parents, their grandparents, their aunts, uncles, and cousins, since you can't be so cool as to break up family stuff. Of course, of course. Oh, please. And and but but this is coming at five months before the election. It's not going to be possible to process enough of these people in order to sh- help sway the election in Obama's favor. It's just not. It's just not. Yeah, it's just, he's got somewhere. This guy's a cultural Marxist. He wants to fundamentally transform America. If not for him, even though admittedly he is a narcissist, then for a future demagogue to come along and be able to take advantage of it. But 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 what but but wait a minute now, there are not enough jobs for anybody, least of all illegals, and the way that uh, the way that the uh, this administration is so anti-business, they're gonna there's gonna be such legislation out there that it's gonna make it difficult to even hire these folks. I mean, one of the reasons for hiring illegals is that you get to pay them less. Than you would an American. You get to not provide health care. You don't have to provide a lot of the things that we Americans take for granted in the workforce. With this administration, one would be required, a business owner would be required to provide all the things that a legal American citizen would get to an illegal citizen. To an illegal citizen, there's simply not enough jobs to go around. So uh, basically. Tone to my black brothers and sisters. Uh, you remember when the former president of Mexico, I forget whether it was Felipe Calderon or yes. Vicente Fox. I don't remember which one of them said, Mexicans will do the work even blacks won't do. Well, yeah. insofar as the black unemployment rate is already higher than the rest. Now, I like to ask my sisters and brothers, how are you going to feel about your Messiah Obama taking away even more of your jobs by unlawfully pardoning 800 grand illegals? And believe me, it's going to be more than 800 grand illegals. Yeah, he's got your back. He's shoving his Marxist ideology right up it. Now, they don't I, care. I, I despair. I, I despair uh, as a decided what we can do about the ever-degenerated condition of the black electorate who have embraced a moral liberalism and handouts for the supposed benefit of their tribe. I, I'd, like to know, I'd like to know what – I agree. 
I'd like to know what Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson think about all this, because like you said, uh, uh, unemployment in the black community is upwards of 14% right now. Uh, illegal Mexicans coming in, uh, illegal uh, immigrants from all over the place come, being able to come in uh, into the into the country taking up more and more resources like you said I think it was Vicente Fox who who made that statement uh yeah it's getting out of hand I think Obama's going to lose support making these making the moves that he's made it's extremely cynical of him to think that somehow this is going to help him in the election process, he may gain a few votes here or there, but he's going to lose a whole lot more votes because even at this juncture, there are not a lot of there. There are not enough Mexicans and blacks to put Barack Obama over the top. He's going to need quite a few white folks to get him back into office, and he is losing them in droves. This guy is desperate, and he's pretty much done for. That's my opinion. I suggest to the American people, next time let's hire a natural-born citizen to be president. This is yeah. the reason why the founders put Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5 in there. They, did not, they wanted to protect the office of the president from undue foreign influence, particularly through a father owing, owing allegiance to a foreign sovereignty. That was the reason. That was the reason. It wasn't intended to be inclusive. It was intended to be exclusive to protect the office of the presidency and nothing else. He is the reason why. And people keep asking why we birthers make such a big deal about this. Well, yeah, exactly. It's not just that. It's the fact that this guy is the ultimate affirmative action hire. And affirmative action doesn't work. At least it doesn't work in most cases. You just can't put a square peg into a round hole every single time. The guy is inept. Completely. Completely. Uh, he's a combination of ineptness, because he is kind of stupid in many ways. It certainly does stupid things, but he's also destructive, and that's deliberate. Yeah. So he's got a combination of ineptness due to just being a damn fool, stupid idiot. He doesn't understand logic and reason. He's yeah. a typical liberal. Uh, you know, uh, uh, intent on doing things without understanding the reasons why things are done the way they were in the first place. And the second respect, he doesn't like what has come to be. He doesn't think it's fair. He doesn't think it's right. He thinks it should be uh, an elite deciding how society should be run, how wealth should be redistributed. So it's a combination of both. He wants to destroy what is, and what he does attempt to work on, he's stupid about you're absolutely right, Sergeant. We are just about out of time. I would really thank you for coming on tonight. You made the show once again, coming in and making your call. And you, hey, uh, announce your uh, show for tonight, please do. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we're going to be, uh, I'll be on a GGT Primetime Conservative, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tonight we're going to be debating just about everything. It's going to be oh, everything right. as opposed to the libertarian, uh, shall I say, the libertarian right. Uh, uh, and many of the conspiracy theories, uh, as opposed to what conservatives tend to look at them as. All so, right, that's what's well, coming. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll be, and I'll be there myself tonight. I'm going to be up late, so I'll be there. Uh, hopefully, we'll have uh, a lot of folks who, who are listening to the show right now join us. Um, have a great night once again. Thanks, Sarge. We are out of time. We're out of here. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. We're out.